Act One of Armand, or The Peer and the Peasant, by Anna Cora Moat. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Persons of the Drama Louis the Fifteenth, King of France, read by Todd. Duke de Richelieu, read by Mike Manalakis. Duke Dantin, read by Alan Mapstone. Armand, read by Caveat. Lesage, read by Greg Giordano. Victor, read by Matea Bracic. Jaco, read by David Purdy. Etienne, read by Elise D. Blanche, read by Jen Broda. Dame Babette, read by Kelly Taylor. Jacqueline, daughter of Dame Babette, read by T.J. Burns. Stage directions read by Wayne Cook. Act One, Scene One. A beautiful part of the Garden of Versailles. Fountain of Neptune with statues. Lesage walking about as though musing. Lesage. Solve me this problem, Lesage, if thou canst. Why should the Duke d'Anton occupy his thoughts with a young peasant why so earnestly desire that his majesty should behold her unquestionably there is a mystery indubitably a mystery but thou shalt solve it lesage thou hast a head incontestably a head unqualifiedly a wise head enter duke d'Anton. undoubtedly a head that sees better than your eyes i trust le singe pardon your grace indisputably i do not observe you i am all impatience to learn what took place last evening your grace shall hear preparatively i need not inform your grace that obeying your orders i made myself acquainted with dame babette down at the village st denis yonder instantaneously i discovered that your grace had been rightly informed and that the duke de richelieu frequently visits the dame's cottage in the garb of a citizen unsuspiciously the dame calls him monsieur antoine all this i know proceed voluntarily you talk to the dame and her young charge of these charming gardens as i ordered i painted the beauties of versailles with the hand of an artist and the tongue of a poet mademoiselle blanche was enchanted courteously i promised to obtain her and the dame an admission accordingly yesterday evening at dusk when the garden was wholly deserted i conducted them to this very spot secretly i then dispatched victor to the king insinventatingly he suggested to his majesty that a miraculously lovely young peasant girl had with a very talkative old woman inexplicably obtained admission to his private gardens and was wandering about in ecstatically rustic delight go on go on immediately did he come did he see her 
certainly his majesty was unsuspectedly dying of ennui involuntarily he revived at the thought of an adventure prudentially wrapped himself in a cloak and unreflectingly hastened to the garden and then then he joined the peasants indubitably they did not suspect that he was the king incontestably not he was fascinated with blanche indescribably he became joyous elated excited extraordinarily blanche was gay artless piquant superlatively hush victor comes this way crossing right question him closely this evening you shall have further directions be cautious exit right invariably enter victor left ah monsieur le sage we are charmed to encounter you delightedly i salute his majesty in miniature if you reflect on our size monsieur le sage we would inform you that is immeasurably beneath my notice a particularly correct and pungently philosophical conclusion but monsieur victor a word concerning the young peasant who yester evening ah oh, you touch us nearly when you talk of her our love for the elusive sex for such we deem them is our achilles heel our vulnerable point his majesty like ourselves has been cold for a season but once more the intoxicating effect of the tender passion has overpowered us enter king and richelieu left in a word his majesty's pleased with this young piece of incarnate loveliness we may say charmed boy thou art overbold to speak of this to other than ourselves away and be the answer to our wish when next you seek our presence go you comprehend us sir victor and lesage make a low obeisance exeunt victor and lesage left here richelieu is the consecrated spot where i beheld her first here would i raise an altar sacred not to love no rude within our kingdom but were meet for that be this to first impressions dedicated my liege i am all impatience to behold the wondrous beauty the wondrous beauty nay i said not beauty it was not what men call beauty that has thus enthralled my soul it was the spirit's loftier loveliness unseen ethereal and ineffable which breathed from her pure lips gave to her step its springing bound her every movement lent its airy grace pervaded her whole being impregnated the air that kissed her robe and with an atmosphere of purity encircled her it was her voice whose music no sorrow yet had touched her childlike prattle by very artlessness made arch her form untortured to its light fragility by court accessories of beauty's toilette her affluent tresses flowing unprofaned by touch of mocking powder 
which had lain upon their golden light like fleecy clouds upon the sun. Now, heaven be thanked, my liege, no rhapsody so warm as past your lips a twelvemonth. Dullness ends her weary reign. Tis plain this young enchantress will dethrone her. In sooth, she shall. Richelieu, my friend, be prompt. With speed, let this new constellation shine upon our court. Some noble dame select, beneath her high protection place this maid. Nor rank nor title shall she lack to gild her lowly origin. Enter Victor, left. And for the rest... Your pardon, sire, the old woman... What? Is she come? Conduct her hither. Exit, Victor, left. Now, Richelieu, use but your wanted skill, and we are once more your debtor. Sire, you have but to speak, to wish, and though she were some chaste inhabitant of the moon. Enter Victor, ushering Dom Babette, left. Exit Victor, left. The vestal dweller of some star, she should exchange its light for... Sees the dom and starts back, greatly moved. Heavens! Babette! Why do you stare so? You don't mistake this curious relic of antiquity for the fair one who holds me enthralled them. Not exactly. That is precisely... Uh, I thought so. That is, I never thought so. Half aside. If it were but my own fancy that had conjured up this spectre. Spectre? You are dreaming. The old lady appears to us in a remarkably substantial condition. Babette, glancing nervously at the king and away again while she talks. I am all over in a flutter. I suppose it is my place to speak first, though I never talk. I see they feel just as frightened as I do. Dear me, how they stare, to be sure. If Blanche was only here, she'd wonder at the observation that some people sometimes attract. After an effort. Gentlemen, I hope I do not confuse you. I'm really quite alarmed myself before such well-dressed cavaliers. I was sent for here, but I say nothing. I never talk, as everybody knows. I was sent for, that's all. I don't know why, so shall not say. King retires up. She crosses to Richelieu. If you could inform me, sir, for I'm but a poor woman, I live down at the village, yonder. As she is speaking the last words, she looks very intently at Richelieu and gradually recognizes him. Blessed mother! It is Monsieur Antoine. Richelieu aside to her. Silence, fool. Silence, forsooth, as if I ever talk. Ah, Monsieur Antoine, to think of finding you here and dressed so grand. Hush. King, who has come forward, attracted by Babette's exclamation. Why, Richelieu, the old dragon seems to have recognized a friend. Richelieu? Hey, what? Richelieu? Richelieu silences her by an action. Oh, I say nothing. Richelieu crosses center. Quite a ridiculous affair. <laughs> Trying to laugh. Uh, the old gentlewoman. <laughs> she actually fancies she has traced a likeness between me and some relation who died in the last century, sire. Sire? Sire? His Majesty? Oh, blessed Mary! Holy St. Dinners! 
and last night i talked in such a way that is i said nothing i never talk what will become of me falling on her knees pardon your majesty pardon i did not owe you i never suspected you and it was you last evening that oh pardon pardon nonsense my good woman your breach of decorum will not put your head in jeopardy oh i hope not your majesty rising holy saint anthony my neck has grown quite stiff at the thought we leave you with the duke who will communicate our commands exit right duke oh monsieur anton you are a duke and such a familiar way as i've treated you this many a year if you will only condescend to pardon me falling upon her knees again a truce to this folly rise and listen to me dame for on your implicit obedience hangs your future welfare perhaps your life 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 oh surely you won't kill me monsieur antoine i mean your grace consider my years mercy mercy oh my poor neck will be stiff for a year be silent and listen you were walking last evening in these gardens with blanche by what unlucky chance you came here by what strange means obtained admission i have not time to learn the king saw blanche is enamoured of her desires that she shall be presented at court blessed mary what an honour and i his majesty saw me too of course his most gracious majesty expects me to be presented also oh i'm such a flutter how shall i live through it are you determined to distract me blanche i understand i understand she is to be presented at court she shall die first hey what die yes die well your highness i say nothing but little blanche do see her in her grave after all the fine learning you have given her and to have her miss being presented at court too why she always walked and talked yes when she was but two years old she walked like a queen and since the king his gracious majesty has so graciously looked upon her ay he has looked on her and that one look has like a flash of scathing lightning blasted her whole existence crosses to right well now i can't understand where's the harm listen babette the king has commissioned me to conduct blanche to the palace to-morrow evening is the latest moment to which i can postpone his orders she must be saved from the profanation even of his suit and the energy of my will alone can save her you and you only can aid me you must you shall aid me to-morrow morning at your cottage i will communicate my project and i warn you that i shall exact the most implicit obedience and blanche won't be presented at court nor i neither my lord duke i to refuse such an honour an honour that would make half the village die with envy enter right king and duke d'antin richelieu seizing her by the arm fool i tell you that blanche never never sees the king suddenly releases babette and changes his tone and manner never should refuse such a such a distinguishing mark of his majesty's favour 
There now, that's just what I said, your highness, and you're not listening to me. Just what I was telling him, your majesty. Such an honor for us both. I am ready to expire at the very thought. When Dame Barbara knows it, oh, but I say nothing. Nobody shall hear it from me. Why, Duke, this is a novel mode of proceeding. It seems that you are executing our orders by force of arms. Your majesty is facetious. This droll old woman, <laughs> I can't help laughing at her tenacity. Having conscientious scruples, she refused. I, I refused? Refused such an honor? Oh, your majesty. Richelieu aside to her. Another word and it shall cost you dear. Oh, dear, how fierce Monsieur Antoine has grown since he has become a duke. There is some enigma here. Did Antoine aside to him which your majesty may find diversion in solving dame babette you will remember the directions you have received and to-morrow then your mind is changed you consent and to-morrow we shall have the honour such an honour oh your grace when you forbade me just now i felt forbade you why richelieu is the old woman mad? I believe so, sire. I really believe so. There, you are at liberty to go. That way, that way. Trying to lead her towards the entrance, she takes a step or two and persists in turning back. Oh, I have not saluted your gracious majesty. Breaks away from Richelieu and curtsies low to the king. I wouldn't have your majesty think me wanting in manners when i am to be presented at court to such an honour you see monsieur antoine that is his highness i can't help calling him monsieur antoine on account on account of the likeness his majesty knows you tire his majesty go go trying to force her away the likeness what likeness i beg pardon for fatiguing your majesty i was only going to say Richelieu still forcing her. His majesty does not desire to hear. Go, go. I am gone, as soon as I have made my salute. Breaking from him, she curtsies again to the king, crosses and, going, returns. The other grand-looking old gentleman. I have not made my reverence to him yet. Oh, I'll show them my breeding, now that I am to be presented at a court. Approaches Duke Dentin and curtsies low dame nay richelieu we are amused at her vagarities oh sire i see you are much annoyed to babette are you coming but his majesty come, says come, he is I amused say. and forcing her but richelieu. his majesty says he is richelieu. amused king and d'autant right richelieu forcing out babette left who endeavours to return end of act one